Hello, hello. Welcome back to the club. This is Club Cool podcast coming at you from Grandex Media, currently on the Grandex Labs feed. I am your host, Barrett Dudley. Club Cool is the podcast where we talk about pop culture and fashion and style, TV, film, music, other fine arts, and we find out where all of these things intersect and we discuss them and we kind of look at them from different perspectives. So far on the show, I've had on our friends Ross Bolin, Will DeFreeze. Uh, we've talked about sneaker culture. We've talked about Kanye West. Will and I did some pop culture. Talked about Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber getting together. We asked what the hell Pete Davidson was doing losing Cassie David. We talked how to build an Instagram aesthetic and how the, and the difficulties of kind of doing that when you're wondering what your friends are thinking. Anyways, Ross... And Will and myself are the first three members of Club Cool. And today, we have the fourth member of Club Cool, Phil Battaglia. He's rounding out this trilogy of podcasts. And I could not be more excited. He's got a really, really cool new addition to his person that we're going to talk about. Phil and I are also going to get into some of the contemporary brands and styling things that we really like. Um, and... Uh, it's going to be a great podcast. We'll do some listener questions towards the end as well, just like we have on the first two episodes. Phil, welcome to Club Cool. Thank you for having me, Barrett. You're welcome. This is Phil's very first time on a podcast. On any podcast. Grand X or otherwise. You're my first. And uh, I could not be more excited to to have him on. So the Club Cool text group kind of revolves around sneakers, wouldn't you say? Right, correct. Yeah. But Phil, Phil is, you're my brother from another mother in style <laughs> is basically what I would say. Like you're, you're yes. my, you're my, you're the closest friend I have that really like vibes the same way that I do on clothing 100%. particularly. Mm -hmm. And I know that you and I both really like these kind of smaller niche brands right. as well as, as kind of the larger fashion scene as a whole. So with Will and Ross, it's like very Adidas, Yeezy, sneaker focused. With Phil and I, we get a we get into a lot more of the clothing as well. So we're going to talk about some of that today. The first thing, the big thing though, is that you have just added a sleeve tattoo. I have. You have. It's a, it's a big addition. It's a it's a huge step, and I have so many questions, and I know. I know the listeners out there, maybe you've known somebody that's gotten a tattoo or you've seen somebody out there with like some really cool sleeve work and you probably have a bunch of questions. And today I'm going to try to ask all the questions that I can think of and this can kind of be your referendum. So the next time that you see somebody, well, I'll have already asked all uh, pretty much all these questions and you'll kind of already know the answers. And at the same time, I'm sure Phil will be getting all of these questions a hundred times over, and now he can just refer to people to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Go listen to the potty. Okay, so Phil, you went from no tattoos, and now you have a full sleeve. Is that correct? That is correct. All um, right. H how did you? Uh, when did you start thinking about this? Yeah. So, um, tattoos in general, I started thinking about as a kid. Uh, I'd always been in interested in. In design and art and tattoos fall into that category a bit um, never did I take it seriously um, until you know I would say college years uh, almost made a couple big mistakes by getting um, a dumbass tattoo at one point in time yeah so I, I I really wanted a tattoo in college especially and there were many you know inebriated evenings mm -hmm. on dirty sixth Street where yeah. like I thought I thought this is it <laughs> this I'm doing it tonight, but any tattoo uh, that I would have gotten at that point would have been absolutely terrible. Big mistake. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, same thing with me. Um, I recall, you know, one particular time there was alcohol involved. <laughs> we had just sold all of our textbooks, had a pocket full of cash. I was convinced <laughs> that this was the time. This was it. Had something picked out. Um, Thank God I didn't go through with it. And had do, some friends do you remember me. what you had? Yeah, out. I do. Was it was a a sugar skull. <laughs> okay. And for okay. those of you who aren't familiar with that, it's a you know it's a skull with a bunch of different you know colorful you know design pieces on the skull, 
It's part of the Mexican culture. Yes. Very cool. Played out. Yeah. It has since been played out. I'm so glad I didn't get it. No um, offense to those of you out there with absolutely. sugar school tattoos. <laughs> Not at all. No, I'm sure it looks cool. I've seen some cool ones since. But no, um, yeah, I, I'm, I had that close call. But, you know, this this I would like to think, you know, at 33 years of age is a very well thought out. Um, right. Piece. You've, you've taken enough time to think about exactly what you want. Correct. Yeah. Did you think about starting off smaller? Thought about it. Um Yes. And, and, you know, when I see and, and I've done so much looking and so much research over the really intensely focusing over the past, I would say, three years. And I thought about doing something smaller and building off of that. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't find um, a particular style that I liked that I could, you know, that I had seen done before. Right. Okay. That, where that that actually worked. Yeah. So we're we're gonna post some photos uh, of the beginning of your work. This is you you've had one session now. Two sessions. Oh, it's two sessions. Two sessions. Two sessions in one trip. Okay. And and do you know how many sessions you anticipate the full work of art taking? Yes. Um, I mean we've estimated um, the tattooer and myself that this was two sessions. And I think that the next two sessions, we will complete the shading. Okay. Um, and then possibly get into some color of the flowers um, over the next two sessions. So I'm anticipating total six sessions to completion, possibly s- seven. Okay. And how long is each session? Depends. Um, if you're just doing straight up tattooing, mm-hmm. the first session can last we start at 12 noon mm-hmm. end at 8 p.m <laughs> and the the tattooing now you know a solid six hours did your wife stick around the whole no, time no, okay no. <laughs> and you know i love her to death for for being on this journey with me and she's you know 100 percent into it um without her you know i would have taken a lot longer yeah she's helped big time and she she stuck around for the first uh part uh took some pics um and then just kind of cruised around the town that we were in okay cool and what what tell us about the town yeah so um the artist the tattooer um brian Kaneko is out of arcada california his studio is called true nature tattoo and arcada is about five hours north west of san francisco Okay. And from what I understand, from what I've seen, like we were talking, some people start a sleeve kind of piecemeal, right? Mm -hmm. They'll do a few things Mm -hmm. and then kind of build around that. Right. One of the styles that I know that that is that maybe utilizes that technique more is like the Sailor Jerry style. Right. what is yours? What style is yours? And are there any others? Are there any other kind of common styles for the full arm or full body look? Right. So my style is a traditional Japanese style okay. or Irizumi. And that dates back, you know, hundreds of years. And what really struck me about the Japanese style is that it, it is very cohesive. Yes. And it flows it really flo- well. Right. And that's yeah. all that's that's what I love the most about the style is the the tattooers that are really, you know, prolific in this particular genre, mm-hmm. if you will, um, it's a it's more of a mindset um, when they're doing the tattoo. And so everything needs to flow together. We spent three hours, um, consulting Brian and I and, um, going over the design that I had set out. Was this in person? Yes. Okay. And, um, of that three hours, two and a half of it, of course, was him freehanding the design on my arm. Okay. And we would go, you know, take a break, look at it. He would examine it. If it didn't flow correctly for him, we would start over. Okay. So he, he does, he, he must work on one person a day then. That, well, I booked him for the day. Okay. I booked him for two days solid. Um, you know, he has an hourly rate, but at, at his point in his career, I don't think he does any hourly stuff anymore. Gotcha. And you're talking about how this is about five hours north of San Francisco. You actually 
built an entire what two week vacation <laughs> right that centered right. around this uh, centered around this like this tattoo right yeah yeah we um we booked the appointment um a, a little over a year ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so from then on i had been planning with my wife ashley the the journey up there and it was fantastic we took two weeks um Shout out to Grand X for allowing that. <laughs> uh, two weeks and started in Seattle uh-huh. and worked our way down the coast and actually into Oregon, into kind of central Oregon, into eastern Oregon, um, and made our way down um, through Oregon and into northern California. So and so that's all Pacific Northwest region. Yep. And then you're north of San Francisco. I feel like there's kind of a lot of Japanese influence around that area in general yes so i'm just this whole trip just sounds so vibey to me very like like the tattoo just fits in perfectly (laughs) Uh with this excursion to the pacific northwest and you did a bunch of hikes and i I mean got my mind right you got your mind right Mm -hmm. yeah well did you do any like meditative Um, or or (laughs) you know you do some yoga when i first set out (laughs) um um, on this journey, I, I had anticipated doing some some meditation and getting the mind completely clear. <laughs> that didn't happen. I mean, we were out there, you know, every night trying out different restaurants. Uh-huh. And um, now that being said, I, I was definitely in a great state of mind going into it. D- does Brian give you some expensive Japanese whiskey while you are no. while, while you're getting the no, work done? No, no, totally sober. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, you you picked Brian. Did you kind of have, did you, were you able to narrow down to like a short list or did he stand out to you from the beginning as kind of like the guy you wanted to work with? Right. So, um, the research started, like I said, years ago, um, when I first had made my decision that Japanese art was the way to go. Mm-hmm. And so when you first set out on the World Wide web, looking at Japanese art and in particular Japanese tattooing it leads you mainly to the the quote unquote you know masters that are over in japan in the okay. tokyo area um namely uh an, a guy by the name of horitoshi and another guy by the name of horimitsu these two dudes um in particular horitoshi is like the guru okay he is sensei <laughs> and the particular type of tattooing that they do is called tabori um, and in the United States, you know, it's commonly referred to as stick and poke. Stick and poke, yes. Right? So that's another kind of popular wave of tattoos right now, right? right? It yeah. is, especially it is. for little bitty ones. Uh huh. Yeah. And for a piece this large, you're looking at it, the the time frame. It takes much much longer. I they, can't even imagine. Yeah, they 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 start off with. Um, a machine for the outline but then mm-hmm. the, everything that's shaded is done with the tabori yeah um so anyway i found horitoshi he is the cornerstone for this type of tattooing he is the man he his work stands out if you see his and then you see you know a dozen other artists mm-hmm. it's going to stand out okay um so coincidentally enough uh, they are in Japan, uh, you know, making that many journeys to Japan. That would be difficult. Be very difficult. <laughs> and also, expensive. Yeah, expensive, <laughs> difficult, and, and getting an appointment with them is very difficult. Okay. Now, I, you know, throughout the research, I had found that there are some artists in the United States, in the UK, that have studied under Horitoshi and his quote-unquote family so he has a a group that is close to him that he has that they have all apprenticed under him each of which they changed their name to include the Hori at the beginning Hori H-O-R-I is not directly translated but in Japanese it refers to as carving or um carving or you know engraving mm-hmm. and so that's essentially what they're doing to your skin okay um anyway yep um brian actually has studied under and continues to study under horitoshi and this family okay 
when he goes to Japan, he stays with them. They continue to, to kind of mentor him a bit. And so once I found that out, I really honed in on Brian um, and thankfully was able to get an email to him and he got back to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've just looked. John Mayer has a similar mm-hmm. Japanese style sleeve. Right. And it looks like his was done by Horimitsu. Horimitsu. Yes. Right. Okay. So Japanese style, seven sessions, mm-hmm. two week trip to get this thing. You definitely thought it out. It looks awesome. Like I said, we're going to post pictures. It's really, really cool. Have you had any thoughts, though, about, like, now you're... A sl- now you're a sleeve tattoo guy. I'm, I'm sleeve guy, and what and what that means? Like, how, have you talked to your parents? I'm sure they must know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How how, how did your mom feel about they, it? They, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I brought it up to them a long time ago when I started getting serious about it and made the decision that this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they were into it at the time. As we got closer and closer, and they realized I actually <laughs> am going to go through with this. <laughs> they. They became a little little hesitant. You know, my mom, it's not... Her thing is, she... I can just hear that. That is so much ink you're putting in your all in your body. She's more... She's more concerned from, like, a health aspect. Okay. All right. Um, You know, but they support me 100%. You yeah. Know, and, uh, yeah, they haven't seen it in person, only pictures. My, I'll be I'll be home and my you know walking outside with my shirt off in Houston or something and my mom will see like a speck of dust on my arm and she'll be like you didn't get a tattoo did you <laughs> so I can only imagine oh yeah the the horror that yeah. that uh, that I would put her through if I did this it actually makes it more tempting yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just to see that look on her face uh, what what about like. You're married. You don't have to worry about meeting like a girl's parents for the first time or anything. But, but in general, like first impressions, have have people, like like have you noticed like have you already noticed people like looking down at your arm, for sure. like being out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and since I've been back, which has been less than a week, I've had three people stop me mm-hmm. that have sleeves uh-huh. and ask me, you know, details on where did I get it, who who's the artist, and when I tell them that it's Brian and he's in. California, the look of despair on their face gives me a lot of pride. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. They're, they're really hoping it's somebody local that Exa- does right. that does work that well. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, are you more intimidating now? To I other would say people? so. Yes. Yes. You're you've got like not this, to be fucked with. You're an intense, feistier person <laughs> now with the sleeve. That's right. I no longer want to get in a fight with you. Okay. Previously <laughs> to this, you were planning on getting yes, a fight with me. Okay. Yes, yes. And now, no no longer. Right. No longer. Good. Um, let's see. I was going to ask you something else. Uh, so people are obviously going to say, tell me about this. Do you have like your, your elevator pitch ready to give to, to give your 30-second your answer to all the people that, that will ask? A bit, yeah. Yeah, you know, so... Elevator pitch would be that, like I said earlier, I'm 33 years old. I have zero tattoos other than this. It has obviously been well thought out, in my opinion. And what I like most about what the direction we're going with this is it's one cohesive piece. Yeah. Um, we mentioned earlier how you can start with one piece and build off of that. That's cool. But typically, in my opinion, it you can kind of tell it looks kind of piecemeal and you can tell where people have started where they finished where they're filling in where they're filling in right and um to me that's what you know the japanese style just fits perfectly yeah well it looks really awesome congratulations on it again i cannot wait to see how it progresses and to see it you know, get colored in and 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 evolve. Basically, thank you for answering all of those questions. Of course, about it. Uh, and you know, like like our friend Tasha said, I guess the other good thing about this now is that the sleeve tattoo no longer implies that you're in a biker gang, mm-hmm. merely that you know how to make a beautiful balsamic glaze. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so That's but, right. yeah, Phil Phil's uh, food truck opening up 2019. It's you're it's it's an obligation now invited. that you have a. A badass sleeve tattoo. Phil, 
there's a problem that men are having. 66% of them are losing their hair by age 35. And the thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair you've lost. And thanks to science, that baldness is now optional. You need to check out 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss without having to break the bank. When you subscribe to the Hims package, you're getting well-known generic equivalents of name-brand prescriptions. There's no waiting room. You don't actually have to go to a doctor. You avoid the awkward doctor's visits. Uh, you just answer a few quick questions, you upload some photos, and a doctor prescribes you the prescription meds that you need. Those products are shipped directly to your door. It's that easy. You can go to 4 and order now. And my listeners get a trial month of hymns for only five bucks today. It's 4 slash Grandex. You can see the website for full de- full details. Five bucks. This would cost you hundreds if you went through your regular route of going to a doctor or a pharmacy. Micah, producer Michael, do you have anything to add on the yeah. 4hims.com experience? I've gone through 4hims.com slash Grandex. Um, I've seen some a bit of a receding hairline. You go through, you take five photos of your head. They match you with a doctor in your state. You answer a few email questions. And within a, a short period of time, prescription drugs showed up at my house along with shampoo. It was a dope, uh, well-designed you know, I actually really appreciate the design of the whole package. It shows up at your door. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to sit in the waiting room. It's really cool. It's a cool service. And for five bucks, it's you really worth don't have any, it. You don't have anything to lose for There's five dollars. Literally nothing to lose. It's worth a shot. That's f o r h i m s dot com slash grandex. Check it out today. All right, Phil. Now we're going to get into the style portion of our podcast. Like I said up top, you and I are, we're big shoppers. We love to shop. And I know that you and I, we both we both have a pretty good grasp of our individual style. Our closets are well filled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think for you and I, we typically recognize like holes in our closet or pieces that we want to add or a certain you know, maybe it's a, a some new thing that that we want to try. And then we kind of like peg our favorites from various websites or brands. We kind of decide on a price that we're willing to pay. And maybe we wait, we see if it goes on sale. And then we, if if it does and it gets to the price we were kind of waiting for, we pull the trigger. Is that, is that about right? Yes, that sounds right. Okay. Um, retail is kind of in this in this weird zone, though, where it feels like, Everybody is kind of doing everybody that 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 kind of has this this big interest in in this contemporary type of style or even this higher even the higher designer stuff. We're all kind of doing the same thing where we wait for the sale. Mm-hmm. We've trained ourselves. We've to trained wait. ourselves to wait for the sale, and it, it it's almost like these brands just kind of incorporated into their prices because this happens for pretty much every single brand out there i mean stuff from prada and gucci and down to rag and bone and you know everything goes on sale and i've seen various ways of combating this one of the things that i noticed this past season was earlier in the season i saw some stores and some brands offering a smaller percentage off but it was earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So it was like spend 300, get a hundred dollars right. off, but it was like pretty early in mm-hmm. the season. So they're, they're moving some product at a bit of a discount, but they're, but it's a smaller discount than in sales season and has the added benefit of getting it to a customer earlier in the season. Uh, and then there are some other things that some smaller brands are doing to, that I know have you and I biting earlier and at like nearly the full retail price, if not the full retail price. So a couple of these brands that I wanted to touch on with you are John Elliott and Aimee Leon Dor, Ovadia and Sons, and All Saints. Um, what do you? What is? What is setting these smaller niche contemporary labels apart from the pack to you? 
to me for my own personal style they fit my style a little bit better they're not as in your face as some of these these hyped brands that everybody's you know bandwagoning on right now yes and the release calendar is really nice i they're approachable yeah overall they're they're more approachable for you and i given our our style right and i would say that they they're certainly at an elevated price point compared to more traditional mall brands Mm -hmm. but it's not completely outrageous you can get in on the ground floor with their basics and their t-shirts and stuff right you you mentioned the release calendar which is i i I mean i'd love to do like a full marketing study on the way that john elliott in particular has developed this release strategy where this is a brand that i've been paying attention to for around three years now Mm -hmm. i would say and I would say they are releasing new product 50 out of 52 weeks a year. Yeah, I would agree with that. And usually two days a week. Mm-hmm. So not to mention, they j- and the way they do this, fall 18, they, they did their first fall 18 drop today. Yeah. <laughs> it is not August yet, and they just started with fall 18. Uh-huh. And it was one product. It's this kind of military style button down shirt that they released in three colorways. And I think what's interesting about that approach is that they've sold out of enough products where their customers kind of trained to know there is a solid chance that this shirt sells out. Right. So regardless of what is coming down the pipeline from this brand, if I really, really want this, if I really, really like this, I need to buy it today. Mm -hmm. Right. M.A. Leontor has a similar approach with far fewer drops, but they're doing pretty much like for fall 18, they usually break it into three or four different drops and then mm-hmm. release that as the season goes on. But I think that's huge. And the fact that you haven't been able to see everything. And yet, if you like something from these earlier releases, you 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 got to buy it pretty right. much. And for you and I who who follow these brands and, and somewhat pay attention to each one of them, in particular John Elliott, he'll drop the lookbook in advance, and right. you know half that stuff doesn't make it to production, but the stuff that you know we earmark or some looks that we like, when you see that product actually getting released, I am more willing to to jump immediately. Because I, I have a feeling that it it will go quick, um, and so I will pay the the full price right out of the gates. They they also I feel like these brands cultivate their kind of singular vision and identity extremely well. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, they what they're spending a lot of their overhead on is those lookbooks that you talked mm-hmm. about. It is this incredibly high quality. Uh, photo and video in really cool locations with all of the product Mm -hmm. they style it really really well and they put it together in such a way that it really makes you kind of want to be a part of the brand yeah they 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 put out that they're in particular their their vibe right and you and you mentioned what they do differently or in contrast to like the very in-your-face hyped-up brands. I mean, specifically, I'm sure the one that's on your mind is Off-White. Off-White, Supreme. Supreme, mm-hmm. um, where it's it's just, it's very loud. It's usually covered in logos. And to a broader number of, a larger number of people, you know, they'll see that X logo and they know what it is. Right. So it's kind of like, and especially with Supreme and the box logo, like that's a stunt. Absolutely, you're wearing that to 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 stunt because it's that's a cool logo that other people that are into this will know. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing with these smaller brands that aren't as heavily branded but are still like putting out what what they want to do in this really cool way, it's like a low key stunt. Because if I see you in something John Elliott, like I pay attention to the brand and I'll know what it is, and I think that's really cool. Not right, but it's not. 
you're not I know it's I know you're not just like jumping on the off-white bandwagon because everybody's wearing the you know that logo right now right and logos you know I guess they're kind of back but in my opinion I would rather no logo um and uh, logo mania has been really really huge yeah I'm honestly it, and it's very very tempting I can't tell you the n- the number of times that I have sat in front of my computer and just had to slap my wrist so as not to buy a $450 Gucci t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man, I get it. I, I dig, and you and I have talked about this, I totally dig the box logo. The Supreme Box yeah, logo tee yeah. is dope. Um, however, I'm not paying... Well, first of all, you're not paying anything because you're not getting it. You're not getting the drop <laughs> unless you're in fucking New York or London or or L.A. or Paris. I mean, you're or you have a plug or a bot or right. something. And I've done like the regu- bot game. Regular people don't don't get these. That's right. Don't get box logo stuff. That's right. And I'm for sure not paying a resale for a box logo, which, by the way, is a Hanes T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not paying $400 plus for a Hanes beefy tee with the Supreme logo slapped on the front. Yeah, yeah. They're still dope, though. I dig it. If anybody out there wants to send some this way, <laughs> we're in. You know, I think I, I think Supreme lost some of its luster for me. And I may have mentioned this on one of the first, first two versions of this podcast. But it, that is like the high school swerve right now. Absolutely. And when I, whenever... I'm out in the wild and see like these these hype beast kids, you know, draped out in all this stuff that I really thought was cool at one time. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Immedi- like immediately out. I, I mean, I I feel bad because I was making my mom and dad like buy me like fifty dollar Abercrombie polos, <laughs> and now these poor kids, their parents have to shell out oh. for resale on a Supreme team. Incredible, absolutely. Yeah, not. you're breaking the bank, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um. What about Ovadia and Sons and All Saints? Is there anything that that mm-hmm. that stands out in particular about those two brands? Too? Sure, yeah. Ovadia and Sons is is somewhat new to me. I really, really dig what they're doing. I love the whole look. The new stuff that they have been teasing online looks really nice. And to be honest, the 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 reason I like it so much is because it's in that same lane as John Elliott. Yeah. And when John Elliott does some prints. It, it kind of feels like Ovadia and Sons. Um, w- one thing I would say about Ovadia and Sons as well is that even though their stuff is trendier, like I, I see them jumping on like the satin jacket mm-hmm. trend mm-hmm. or the track pants. Right. They have done a really, really good job of kind of putting a unique spin on it. Absolutely. So, and and that's important. Like if you're going to ride trends, if you're going to kind of follow along you also need to propel it forward a little bit mm-hmm. you have to kind of do something innovative and new and unique on that particular item that's hot right now in order to kind of set yourself apart right and they again are approachable the you know opening price point is approachable for most of their stuff and for the listeners out there that are looking to maybe pick up a piece from Avadi and Sons check out their collaboration with Gap it sounds like it wouldn't be dope it is i bought the hoodie not too long ago they still have i think some some really cool track pants and even possibly a parka but very approachable price point and i've actually seen it on sale on both of their sites uh all saints i really love what they're doing it it you know it is a kind of a mass production deal um, they do have, you know, a lot of brick and mortars in particular, the one here in Austin walked in, you know, I would think probably five months ago, but it's just got a little bit of an edge to their stuff. Yeah. What I like about all saints and all saints is the the most mainstream of these brands are the mm-hmm. most mass produced. Like you said, it's also probably the lowest price point. And again, what one of the things that I like that all saints does is they, the, the, well, they have a very focused vision Mm -hmm. like it is all of a piece in their store the way they design the store the way they lay it out the way they they merchandise it Mm -hmm. and then they kind of like they kind of took that Hedy Slimane uh Saint Laurent look John Varvatos John Varvatos yeah and kind of did their own thing Mm -hmm. with it 
So that's, again, I I like that they had their thing. They kind of incorporated this, this, this one big, uh, style lane and then made it their own. Right. And it, it does have, like I said, a bit of an edge to it. When I say that there's, you know, I bought a shirt, um, with, a skull that has a couple daggers going through the, yeah, okay. the top, <laughs> but I really like it. It's cool. They yeah, have and they a do like of, leather jackets. Yep. The jeans are pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of that that British punk rocker, John Barbados, right? You know, New York ZZ Top, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Yeah, look, right. It's a good look. Yeah. Um, my next question for you is going to kind kind of tie into our first listener question as well. But how do we go about finding these brands? Yeah. So for me, you know, I, I follow GQ, for instance, on social. Yep. Um, that will turn you on to some new stuff. And, you know, unfortunately for guys, we don't have a lot of influencers out there that are pushing out these these brands that we're talking about here. Uh, they the, the, Typically, they'll push out those hyped brands. Yep. Um, so... For me, once I get onto a brand and I find something that looks like I might be into it, I will instantly follow that particular designer or that brand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We're going to jump into some listener questions next, particularly ones that are going to tie into exactly what we're just talking about. But first, this word from stamps.com. These days, you can practically get everything you want on demand, just like our podcast, just like clothes. You can get this stuff whenever you want it, when it's convenient for for you, and now you can do that with postage as well. All you need is stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all of the services of the post office right from your desk, right from your computer. You can buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you're done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale. As I've said before on this podcast, That's the tough part. That's the part that you need because you don't want to overpay for a package when you don't know how much it weighs or a letter. Right now, stamps.com is going to send you that digital scale so that you can get the exact postage. It's really, really easy. Right now, use Labs for this special offer. It's a four-week trial, which includes postage and that digital scale. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com right now. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in labs, L-A-B-S, that's stamps.com, and enter labs. All right, Phil, we're talking about some of these contemporary brands that we really, really like. We've got a good listener question that kind of ties into some of this Instagram following stuff that we're, that we're talking about, but I did want to ask you one more question. We talk about some of these labels, and, and for us, they are approachable, but we're a little bit older than, than some of the listeners, and some of this stuff still seems kind of high priced. What I just, you and I both still do a lot of shopping at like places like J. Crew, mm-hmm. Club Monaco. Like, yep. Like you mentioned Gap too. Gap has great basics and is a great place to pick up. Like, mm-hmm. I've got chinos that I love from Gap. Topman. Topman. Yeah. So, what, what's, uh, do you remember how you kind of overcame the sticker shock? <laughs> or 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 kind of were able to like venture into this more expensive stuff. I mean, the the first I I would say the first thing for anybody out there listening that that does kind of have that sticker shock, you you got to have the want too. You have to like clothes and be into them. Absolutely. Because everybody has a different perceived value for mm-hmm. different things. Some yeah. people will spend a ton of money on vacations or hunting and fishing. For us, it's clothes, but but do you remember kind of like being shocked at the prices, I don't know, 10 years ago? Yeah, so I have always been into clothes, I mean, forever, and never was I into or could I wrap my head around a $350 t-shirt <laughs> until... <laughs> yeah, that's until, a tough one. It is, but when you when your closet is full of other stuff and... You really want that dope T-shirt that you know is in your wheelhouse that you can pull off with multiple different bottoms. Yep. With multiple different outfits, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, yeah. To add to that, for for Phil and I who have been doing this for a while and who who 
shop a lot. And like I said, like we have filled out closets. We, I don't, there's nothing really that I need mm-hmm. anymore. So because I'm no longer, you know, kind of like under any pressure to add a bunch of stuff to my wardrobe each season, I, that allows me to spend more money on far fewer items of clothing. Right. And again, my closet is past the point of no return. <laughs> However, I'm still missing one piece. What are you missing? I'm missing the rider jacket. The rider jacket. Yeah. Yeah. A perfect leather jacket. The perfect leather jacket. And I have found that perfect leather jacket in the John Elliott summer <laughs> rider jacket. However, that runs $1,600 MSRP. And I've got a tattoo to pay for, baby. That is true. That is true. That's your rider jacket on That's the right. arm right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, I mentioned how, how sale is part of the equation right now. If there is stuff you want... You just have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. It's usually carried at multiple places, and and with just a little bit of attention, you can usually get this stuff that you want at anywhere between thirty and seventy percent off. Absolutely, yeah. Whether it's a flash sale or if it's you know something you've been waiting for, like you know Black Friday is the obvious answer. Yep. But you know a lot of these, even your local boutiques that carry higher end stuff, will do something that is is a local sale that they that they do year round like for instance here in town by george does their warehouse sale yep um so it it is it is very possible to find these higher price point items at a more approachable entry point definitely and if you have more questions about that type of like like tracking stuff or sales or where to shop for some of this stuff just get in get in my dms instagram at barrett dudley twitter at barrett dudley this podcast now has its own feeds on twitter and instagram it's at club cool pod you can even send me an email at uh, barrett at grandex.co we're doing listener questions pretty much every version of this podcast um i'm i'm seeing all of them and i do intend to get to every single one of them thank you for the love thank you for the questions uh, here's one from Bobby right now. Producer Micah first. Yeah, Barrett, before we uh, get into some of the questions, we also have a hotline set up. That's right. So it may not be ready today. Normally this takes about 40, 48 hours. But if you're today being Wednesday, uh, July 18th, but if you're listening later in the week, go ahead and give us a call at 833-CLUB-COOL. How easy is that? Pretty easy. Save it in your phone. Can't believe that was available. I'm so stoked. 833-CLUB-COOL. <laughs> Like I said, give us a little bit of patience. Uh, by Friday or Saturday, we'll certainly have that number up. And uh, we take voicemails, hear from you, say your name, where you're calling from, and, and a quick question. Sounds good. All right, this question is from Bobby. He said, he's been listening to Club Cool, loves it. Thank you, Bobby. I've been trying to get more into fashion, into the fashion scene as, and was wondering if you have any blog or Twitter follow suggestions. Basically something similar to the podcast where I can start diving into the more trendy stuff. Thanks for all the help. All right. Well, one, I just plugged the Club Cool Pod where I'm going to be posting a ton of stuff. It'll kind of be like a mashup of upscale hype and e-news and my own personal likes. Uh, The content is going to be really cool on there. I think you will dig it. It will be everything from sneakers to clothes I'm into to, you know, pop culture and, and, and everything in between. You mentioned you like to follow the brands themselves, Phil, and I think that's a really good starting point. Right. Um, If you can... Bobby, thank you for the question. If you can find or, or have some some brands in mind, I would definitely follow those brands. Um, if you if you have seen it worn by somebody noteworthy, for instance, we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, a lot of celebrities that we like their style, they don't really give you what you want from the follow. Um, per you know, for instance, I love Justin Thoreau's whole style. Bad follow. You're right. not going to get any inspiration from him right. on his Instagram. Yeah, because he's not a style blogger. Right. And so he's not posting that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a difference that I, I've, I kind of only, you know, I knew that there wasn't much as far as bloggers in this particular space that I'm trying to carve out here where we're kind of mixing like traditional and mall brands and and classic casual with some of this cooler trendier contemporary and then we're mixing in some of the streetwear and sneaker culture as mm-hmm. well that like it's a very interesting hybrid in this 
intersection of of looks that isn't really out there in any blog space mm-hmm. and so for for women you know for my girlfriend like everything that she likes and like follows now it's all from female bloggers on instagram like that's where she's it's getting tons of them yeah 90 percent of her inspiration i'd right. say you know there it is an extremely saturated place there's a space mm-hmm. any look that you want you can find out there oh yeah but for guys it's 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 not like that right now like there's kind of two distinct looks that i see on instagram from from guys right now it's either the all the way hype beast dudes doing the cover up their face pose <laughs> oh, God. and they're wearing like a huge off-white hoodie mm-hmm. shredded fear of god jeans mm-hmm. and like vans old schools or yeezys yeah or and a then bunch of camo yeah, and then the other thing that I'm seeing is like I can't tell if it's like this European if it's European or if it's bodybuilder, but it's these dudes that are still like really heavy into the tailored, you know, hashtag menswear vibe, and it is the tightest fitting clothing that you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's the Euro stuff, man. Yeah, if you come across that and see a dude who was like, well, if girls can wear jeggings, so can I. Oh. That's not a follow for you no. because that is not what you want to Hard pass. end up looking like. Um, so, like you said, so, uh, celebrities, that's kind of, I feel like that's still the blogger for men. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just off the top of my head, like dudes whose style I really like, I think Le- LeBron kills it. Oh, yeah. Zac Efron mm-hmm. dresses, has you know, dresses in a style that I really, really like. Harry Styles, has great style. He wears like a lot of like you know, of the kind of more wild Gucci stuff right mm-hmm. now. But you know, I this the celebs that's that's where I pick up a lot of yeah. kind of looks from. David actually, Beckham is actually another have good a, one. David Beckham is an all timer. I mm-hmm. actually have a Pinterest board. I just changed the name of it. It's now called Club Cool. It's where I if I see kind of a picture of like street style or celeb style that I really, really like, I've been pinning it to this board. It's a little shallow right now, but it, check it out. You can find me on Pinterest and, and look for the Club Cool board if you want to see kind of what I'm pinning. Um, but I, where do we see a lot of these photos? The There's a one is called Upscale Hype is an Instagram Great one. account to follow. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see everything on Upscale Hype. Some of it is absolute garbage. Yep. I mean, they post pictures of Justin Bieber doing whatever it is that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. it it's not great no. all the time. But occasionally he's wearing one or two things that are really, really cool. Right. Um, you mentioned GQ. GQ, I, you know, the, I feel like GQ has lost some credibi- credibility recently just because they almost, they've almost become a caricature, a caricature of themselves a little bit in some mm-hmm. ways. But at the end of the day, it really is still a really, it's a good resource. Mm-hmm. Um, Anytime you can find... GQ, if it's Fashion Week, whether it be overseas or here, GQ, um, Hype Beast, um, Upscale Hype, all three of those will do what's called street snaps. Yeah, the street or, style. Or photos. street style. Yeah, yes. I would definitely look into those. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is going to be heavy layering and kind of off the wall. But you uh, typically, you know, we can find at least one to two pieces in there that that you want to, you know, learn more about. Yeah, and part of this is kind of, it, it's kind of seeing a photo or a look for its concept rather than actually for the way, you know, mm-hmm. exactly what's being worn. And so, like, my, my example of this right now is if, if you go to GQ's Instagram feed right now, the first picture up is this picture of Travis Scott, who is wearing some, what looked to be some very intense, like, high top white Rick Owens and like probably some aleks or some crazy right. white cargo pant and then this massive red uh like pea coat basically and this is not a look that I'm that I'm going to wear but what I like is the monochromatic mm-hmm. outfit with like the pop of color jacket right so like that's what I'm going to take away mm-hmm. from this from this like very well styled and cool photo the overall theme is the overall theme of that yeah so that's kind of what you have to look look for in these like men's you know celeb and street style and and blogger photos is the overall theme and the concept of what they're wearing rather than exactly how they're putting it all together right so like you know if come fall 
maybe I'll change out the colors completely. Maybe I'll try to wear all navy with like a tan coat over that. You know, and mm-hmm. I'll do the monochromatic with a pop color jacket, something right. like that. And and a lot of my style, my pretty much three fourths of my wardrobe is monochromatic. I like you know pretty standard muted colors. Uh, I my skin tone is somewhat olive, so I tend to stay away from uh, flesh colored tees, um, flesh colored clothes. That being said, looking at myself right now, I'm wearing a, you do, you a do fucking have one yellow on. shirt. <laughs> Uh, but it washes me out, and we've talked about that before. The 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 stuff that is more of a flesh colored, you know, garment is going to wash you out. Yeah, and that that's a good note. I mean, if you're just kind of starting out on this, neutrals is the way to go. Yeah, and that's you know that's another thing that we both like about John Elliott in particular mm-hmm. is that his palette is this really like even the color is very like dusty and muted, and goes with everything pretty much right and And then he does like a ton of like variations on olive and tan and navy and mm -hmm. black basically get olive in your wardrobe olive is a great color it goes with a lot uh it it won't wash you out and uh, you know john elliott does some really good stuff with different shades of of green Mm -hmm. and j crew we've said this before i own probably half a dozen to a dozen of the same shirt just in different colors a lot of them in the same color yep they're they're garment dyed tee it's a pocket tee it's garment dyed it's very well constructed it goes with everything yep i have three of the white ones <laughs> because again and i mean with the j crew sales it's probably like a 20 what 20 bucks 20 dollar t-shirt right always so just to recap follow brands that you like follow the stores that carry those brands um Follow celebrities if 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 they do post some fit mm-hmm. pics, but if not, GQ, uh, GQ style, upscale hype, um, and then look out for those street style photos to try to pull some inspiration. And then, like I mentioned, at Club Cool Pod. That's it. Yeah. You're off and running, baby. Anyway, we've got a couple more questions, but before we get to those last two questions, let's check out onit.com. Onit.com slash grandex to be specific. If you go to onit.com slash grandex right now, you can get a free sample of Alpha Brain. You'll also receive 10% off all the supplements and food. That includes supplements like Alpha Brain, which I just mentioned, the Shroom Tech Sport, New Mood, food items like protein bars and bites, and MCT oil. I mean, sometimes MCT oil is exactly what I like to have in my coffee. It's got the fattier acids, you know, it's Love it. it kind of tastes like coconut. Yeah. It's really, really good in coffee. I, you've probably heard guys like Dave Ruff, maybe even producer Micah, talk about Alpha Brain. I know that's how you get optimized. And, and so check it out. It's onit.com slash grandex. Yeah, it's a nootropic. Your man, Joe Rogan, is uh, <laughs> well known for uh, being a big fan of Alpha Brain. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard Joe Rogan talk about it 100 times. If you just go to onit.com slash grandex, you put down five bucks, they send you a, a sample. It's that easy. They're also then, an Austin-based company, which we love. We love to support them. They're good. They're good people. We like them. And and then the next time you stock up, you get ten percent off your second order of Alpha Brain. Going to onit.com/grandex. Oh wow! They've also got Onit Six, which is a new home workout plan that you may have heard about. You can get Aubrey Marcus's new book there. Anyway, it's a whole bunch of good good stuff. Onit.com/grandex. All right. The next listener question is from Jake. First, Jake gives love to the Club Cool Pod. Thank you, Jake. He's got a mailbag question for us. He says, I'm a few years post-grad now, and he's starting to accumulate higher quality clothing, and I'm wondering how to keep my clothes looking good after multiple washes, etc. I dry clean the nicer things, but don't want to shell out to dry clean everything. A lot of my clothes are mostly cotton, and I hang them to dry, but this is increasingly becoming a larger and larger portion of my laundry, and I was just wondering if there's a better, more space-efficient quicker way to dry clothes without having them shrink in the dryer first the shorter answer is no <laughs> but but we've got the perfect person here to help answer this because i know that phil is as anal and diligent about washing and taking care of clothes as i am oh jake i feel you brother <laughs> I could go. We could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole uh, podcast on this. I'm serious. V4 is nothing but how to wash your clothes. <laughs> oh, it's it's a struggle, man. Um, <clears throat> to answer your question, just don't wash it. 
<laughs> I'm serious. I don't wash the the good stuff in my closet. It doesn't get washed unless there is something on it that is a stain that has to go immediately. I won't wash it. Yeah. So outside for me, outside of underwear and socks and gym clothes, I, I'm I, I rare. I mean, I rarely wash stuff. If you look at my laundry, it is nothing but what you just described: gym clothes, yeah, socks. And I, and I I know that that is a jarring, shocking thing for a lot of people <laughs> to hear. And you naturally, you will sweat and get clothes dirty, and then eventually they they do have to be washed. But before we talk about washing, like I'll, I'll just give you some you know some general tips about how you do this. When you get home and you're taking off your clothes, like hang up your shirt, your t-shirt, your button down, whatever it is, hang it up. Done. Just put it on a rack, hang it on the shower rod, put it back in your closet and in, in, in a spot in the closet that that has a little space. And I mean, unless you were just like sweating profusely or had like a really long day, like it's probably going to air out and smell okay. Yeah. You know, just hang that bitch up. She'll air it out. Um, and, you know, another good investment is something that smells good to put in your closet. If you have a large closet, you're going to need more than one, you know, object to put in there. <laughs> That's for another episode, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can do little charcoal bags. Yeah. You ever heard of those? Right. Or the uh, the uh, the bags of wood. Right. Like keeps everything, mm-hmm. you know. Cedar. C- cedar. Mm-hmm. Pulls out the humidity from everything. Um, stuff that I that I seriously almost never wash or denim mm-hmm. almost never wash most of my other pants almost never wash but let's talk but 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 okay so you want to let stuff air out you want to hang it up wash it as little as possible especially if it is some of this nicer stuff when i do have to wash something okay i, I actually i don't love to dry clean stuff either because the chemicals in in mm-hmm. the dry cleaning solvent also will damage and ruin your clothes um so for starters i pretty much wash anything that's not gym clothes and even sometimes my gym clothes i'm on a cold cycle and the most delicate that my machine offers that's it cold baby everything's on cold um and then for the stuff that you that you are really taking care of and you don't want to shrink you you have to hang dry it that's mm-hmm. that's really all there is to it. I will say this. You you were asking for like a slightly quicker way. Sometimes I will let stuff go in the dryer on low heat. Always 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 low heat. I, unless 100%. it's towels or sheets, it's the low it's the lowest mm-hmm. heat setting. Uh, sometimes I'll let it go in the dryer for like 10 to 15 minutes just to kind of pull that 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 you know that first amount of wetness and dampness yeah, out of it. Yeah, you don't want any mildew situation going on. Yeah, and then I'll then I'll put it on on my on my clothing rack to dry. Um, I will post a link on at Club Cool on Twitter to the drying rack that I use. It's on Amazon. I think it's like twenty twenty five bucks. Nice. Um, your detergent is important too. You can use really, uh, you can use like scent free and eco friendly detergents, which aren't as harsh on your clothing. Uh, the one that I'm using right now, I think, is called Eco Cover. Okay, I use a seventh generation. Seventh generation, mm-hmm. um, no scent. Woolite, Woolite mm-hmm. has a gentle one. Woolite has dark, which I know people like to wash uh, jeans in mm-hmm. the Woolite, the Woolite dark. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, it's a struggle. It is a it is a struggle, and this is just a burden that you carry with you when you are trying to take care of nicer clothes. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, you know, and it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 kind of a paradox. Yeah. But the more that you spend, and the nicer that your clothes are, the more fragile they the are. The more fragile they are. That's it. And that kind of and that that's one of the shittiest parts about the uh-huh. whole endeavor. Right. Um. But yeah, you you you, you got to be careful with with the stuff that you don't want to shrink and and it's nicer. For stains, uh, I will use there. You know, all the brands make them, but you just want one of those like shout stain mm-hmm. removers. Yeah. The key on those is it'll say that you can like let it soak for five minutes and then wash it, but it says like ideally you let it soak overnight. You need to let it soak overnight. Yeah, and rub it in to yeah to really pull out a stain. Mm-hmm. You want to let it. You want to let that baby soak overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, now do you, do you not dry any of your t-shirts whatsoever? I do have some t-shirts that I'll dry. You will. Okay. Yeah. To, you know, anything that, uh, 
that's it's just another weird thing. Like my J Crew T-shirts will hold up way better in the dryer than any of my John Elliott ones will. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That's true. So like mm-hmm. like stuff stuff from J Crew or Gap or or you know any type of T-shirts that I have like concert tees or stuff like that that are that I know are just kind of like a a less expensive blank or you know just overall a sturdier T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll let those go in the dryer on low. Right. But okay. Th- yeah. Anything that I'm babying, that I am being careful with, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 hanging to dry. Okay. Like I said, sometimes I'll give it a few minutes in the dryer, then hang it to dry. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I said, I probably, I typically get, God, I don't know, over five wears per per item of for like for a top, usually more probably before for, I have to wash for one it. of your good tops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a. Uh, Saint Laurent T-shirt that I bought almost two years ago, never washed. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've, and I've definitely got <laughs> stuff like that, that too. That is just you got to ne- be careful. Never seen because I because I know what happens. Yeah, it's not the same after you wash it. Nope, <laughs> the color's gonna fade. If, and if it fades just a bit, I'm gonna notice. People are gonna think we're totally crazy. <laughs> yeah. Phil. Oh, this yeah, is I, sure. I'm, I'm gonna get some reactions to this. We're douchebags. <laughs> okay. If, if if you have more questions about that, though, again, let us know. Kyle, this is our boy Kyle Banduho of the Dadgum Podcast, Postgrad Problems Writer. He's got a question about cuffing and rolling up jeans. And I actually, just as this podcast began, I also got an email from Sander uh, about cuffing and rolling up pants and jeans. So Sander says... Fall is coming up, so I plan on wearing pants to tailgates and other outdoor events. A lot of my friends roll their pants a couple times to either show off their shoes or look hipster. I'm pretty tall. I'm pretty tall, so sometimes my pants are a little long, and I like the idea of rolling or cuffing them. But I have a hard time knowing if it's fashionable or just try hard. Anyway, would love to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Sander. And then Kyle says, "What's your take on cuffing or rolling up jeans or chinos? Should it only be done in certain situations and with certain looks?" Uh, he just got a pair of Grayer's chinos that could use an inch off. Like he's talking about hemming them, but he's also thought about cuffing or rolling them up instead. What are your thoughts on when or if you should cuff your pants? Perfect question for a- me. Any hot takes, Phil? Um, I I am all of five foot six inches. <laughs> <laughs> every piece that I own that is a bottom. You know, not shorts, but every pair of pants that I buy has to be altered in some way. Typically, it's with at least the waist. Always, you know, typically it'll be some length, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not a cuff boy. Um, I don't have that. Now, this is another thing to consider. Do you have the ankles to be a cuff boy? (laughs) Barrett has the ankles. I have these little baby ankles. so (laughs) I look really stupid. Um, with a cuff that shows my full ankle. Um, now it can be done to, you know, and it can, it can be done and look really nice. You know, if you have a, a thicker ankle or just a regular size ankle and you want to give it a roll or two, do it. I think it looks fun. Yeah. I, I do like the rolling cuffing look. It's kind of been, uh, you know, it's, it, it's still a good look, just like you said. It is. Um, I will say to, the, to answer the first question, it's not a substitute for hemming. You still want to get your he- pants hemmed to the proper length, and then you roll or cuff them. Uh, the The reason is, well, one, it's just more versatile that way because if you don't get them hemmed, then it sounds like you're kind of only able to wear them cuffed. So get them hemmed to the right length and then roll or cuff them. Um, if you because if 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 you don't get them hemmed and then you're you're doing the cuff, you have to go too many times. Yeah. And it'll kind of bulk up mm-hmm. and it'll look funky down there. I think any more than 1.5 to 2 rolls. Yeah. I mean, two rolls is, is, is kind of the max. Yeah. If you have to go three rolls, it's going to look mm-hmm. a little weird. Right. Too chunky, too thick. It'll roll- start that whole like waving, you know, it just looks like a tube almost. Right. Right. So don't do that. Um, I, I, I think that. I don't think it's really try hard at no. all. It you kind of have to go with the the devil may care attitude here. Mm-hmm. The cuffs shouldn't look perfect. You don't want to spend too much time down there getting the Mm-mm. the crease real nice and the cuff all tidy. Just kind of give them a couple flips and then 
you can show off some cool socks. You'll be able to see your shoes. Or if you're going, if you're a, if you're a no sock boy, Mm -hmm. then you can show off some ankle. Right. Like you said, it's a really nice look. And if, if, you know, it's a hundred degrees here right now, if I got to wear pants, a a cuff is a great option because it gives me a little bit more breathability down there around the feet. Yeah. If you want to get the pants, like Sander said, up off the shoes to show them off a little bit more. Or, or one kind of look that is, is coming from that kind of Japanese Americana type look is to do the strappy sandals mm-hmm. with a cuffed pant mm-hmm. with the Chacos or the Tevas or the Suicokes or, or Birkenstocks right. or something like that. Keep it messy. That's my biggest advice. Right. So just it, it make sure it looks casual and, and, and like you're not really trying and it shouldn't look like you're trying too hard. No. That was the last listener question of the day. We are on perfect time here, Phil. Beautiful. I cannot thank you enough for sharing all about your tattoo and letting me ask you a 20 questions about it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, been awesome. thanks for being here. You have now heard from all four of the original members of Club Cool, and, and that officially makes all of y'all part of Club Cool as well. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Club Cool Pod. Phil, you want to give a plug for your own social media? Yeah. You, you don't can, have to. You no, can say, you can will, say no way. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to follow me on Twitter because I don't contribute anything. <laughs> um, but you can follow me on Instagram. It's P Batag. That's P, B as in boy, A, T, T, A, G. Um, that's on Instagram. Facebook, I really don't mess with anymore. Yeah, but, no, uh, nobody, nobody yeah. really does. Again, this has been V3 of Club Cool. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please, please, please share it with your friends. Pass it along. Uh, We'll have some more great content for you next week, and we'll see you soon. Welcome to the club.